The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Back, Chair Shot NFL. My name is PC Tony. You can follow me at PC Tony. You can follow the show at Chair Shot NFL BTW. Joining me as always this year is none other than the IWC War Chief, uh, tumultuous waters these days to be the IWC War Chief. But nonetheless, Andrew Belaz is here. You can follow him at IWC War Chief. Andrew, we made it. It is the Super Bowl. Yeah. 58 chair shot NFL edition. That's true. Yeah. At least somebody made it through this last week. Cause like you said, IWC aspects or this week's been rough. Wow. Holy crap. Yeah. Boy. At least the Super Bowl's easier to digest than whatever the fuck is going on in wrestling land. Well, if you listen to this show, you knew what was coming. Uh, congratulate. Let's just start off right away by bringing the bell three times for Andrew Belaz, who, on week zero, chair shot NFL preview to this very season, we made our Super Bowl picks. And mm-hmm. I should have went and grabbed the audio, but I didn't. Um, you sound like you, though. So tell everybody who you picked. I do. I'm glad I don't sound like somebody else. <laughs> so that would be, wow. Depends on how drunk I was Man. and if I was doing a voice, I suppose. I'm really getting, but, really, uh... I'm getting really deep today. You are. You are going to be fucking Barry White soon. That's what she It's going to be nice. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so yeah, Chiefs and Chiefs and Niners. Is that that's who I picked week zero? And uh, I got a ride with what I said week zero, too, because I picked the Chiefs to go over. So. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll keep the pick of your over under in suspense. I want to be honest with you guys. Uh, Ray Cash not here this week. Um unfortunately but we do have his pick we do have his pick that's good so we'll get to that when we when we when we finish when we get into that segment uh we got a couple other things we want to hit for you guys today because we don't think that our conversation about this game is going to be that long we know these teams we're going to get into our thoughts on how this game is going to break down but we have a couple other things we want to hit 
before we take uh, some time off here? Because I imagine um, maybe a draft preview show, Andrew, maybe a, or a post-draft uh, review thing, maybe a off-season maybe. kind of free agency special in the summer. But otherwise, other than that, maybe other than a couple of specials, um, we won't be back till uh, Chair Shot NFL Week Zero for next season. Oh, you're not going to want to do like a UFL preview or like any kind of like special during that. What what's what's Dwayne going to do? How dare you disrespect Dwayne? Oh yeah, I've only one these days. <laughs> By the way, my hashtag is we want truth, our truth. <laughs> do you want the awesome truth though? That's the real question. I think they're going to win the tag team titles at Mania. I hope so. But uh, anyway, that's my that's who's been my most entertaining uh, MVP uh, since the. I just want to cut of that T-shirt money though. That was a lot of oh, T-shirt. Oh, bro, money. that's just, just flying all over the place. <laughs> I mean, that, that was a good sell, but just that the, the, the wad that he pulled out for the T-shirt money, I'm like, shit, you did all that in 15 minutes? Fuck, I need to get him to fucking sell shit for me. If Rose charged you like 200 bucks a T-shirt. Um, People paid for it, who gives yeah, a shit? Yeah, right? It's, yeah, it's it, what's it worth, what you can get for it? Um, speaking, of, speaking of what things are worth, what are the eight new NFL head coaches going to mean to their teams next year? We're going to get into that. Um, in addition, the final thing we're going to do is who are the top 10 quarterbacks we would want next season? I'm interested to see. I'm going to ask you the question now. I broke this down as a combination of, and just for next season, of talent plus team plus health. I was similar. Okay. I, right. I went talent you could, you plus team yeah. plus environment. Okay. I like that. Cause you could have went just the talent route and said in, in uh, outside of their team. And, and if they're completely healthy, don't even factor that in. That's a different conversation, but I like that we're on the same page here. So that's going to mm-hmm. work out great. All right, folks, before we take our first commercial break, I just want to remind you to head on over to pro forward slash the chair shot. Pick yourself up a chair shot. T-shirt makes a great gift as well. Get it in soft style. It's the gift that keeps on giving every time you put it on. It gives you a hug. This is ChairShot NFL right here on ChairShot Radio Network, part of the ChairShot.com. Always use your head. We'll be right back. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. I'm looking down the list. Welcome back, ChairShot NFL. I'm looking down the list of my, my soundbite, soundboard here. and There's a few things after recent events that I need to take off of here so I don't accidentally play. Um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I thought you'd find that funny. I was looking at it. I'm like, Andrew will definitely find this funny. Um, That's a good one. Yes. I, I'm... I am in in honesty. Let's let's talk about as uh, fans of the actual product of the NFL, which we are. And I and and I would have to think you much like me, like your entire life. Um, do you remember when you started watching NFL every Sunday and like when you sat down, you actually watched the game? Because I do. Um, while you think about it, Brett Favre took over for Don Mikowski when he got hurt. He finished the game against the Bengals and he brought the Packers back with a game-winning touchdown. Right. I didn't even 92 or 93? 92. I didn't even watch that whole game. I just watched the end because my dad said Brett Favre's in, right? Mm-hmm. Watch this guy play. Otherwise, I would start to watch the game. I'd get anxious. I'd go outside and play when it was nice out, or I'd go do something else. Yeah. You know, I was a kid. I was really young. So I was maybe like 11 years old when I first started 
actually watching. But after that game in Favre won, I've watched every Sunday since. I would sit down and at least watch the Packers and actually like to watch football. But that was that turning point for me. My, my, my watching history is interesting, I suppose, to a degree. Because growing up in proximity to Philly and growing up in an Eagles household and me disliking everything about the Eagles and the fans, I a part of me almost feels like I started hate-watching things before it got cool to hate-watch things. And I I remember watching, you know, the Buddy Ryan Eagles, Rich Kotite's brief, like, run, you know. How did you feel yeah. when Reggie White left and won a Super Bowl with, with another team? I left my ass off. Okay, it was funny to you. Okay, I, I just want to see. It, yeah, I, exactly. Because I the, didn't like the Eagles, so right. I thought that was great. That right. he, he was this game wrecker, and he did so great, couldn't get over the hump with the Eagles. And then, like, what, his first year, I think, with the Packers? Second. If I can, second first or, or second? Second but, you or know, third. Like, second and third? Second or third. Oh, well, I thought you were going to say end because they did go back to back. They just didn't they went win. back to back. Oh, they went to like they, but they they went to four conference championships in a row, three in a row, I think at least. Like they won a lot of games. That they sounds a, right. They had a great team. I mean, that's back when the Packers beat the 49ers all the time. <laughs> true, true. That that's back, back before the Patriots were really, really good too. Yeah, I mean the Packers beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Uh, back to your fanship. But yeah, so it it started off as hate watching. So I was kind of just trying to figure out a team to like that hated the Eagles as much as I did that wasn't called the Cowboys because the Cowboys fucking sucked. I think their fans were insufferable around here, too. So I'm just like the, the Giants suck. The Jets suck. The, the Cowboys suck. The Eagles suck. The the Redskins, which I'm going to use that name because that's who they were at the time because it was the 90s. We'll, so we'll allow I'm it. Just disclosure, disclosure, under, 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 you know, under pretenses, we'll allow it. They, they were Dave? mostly irrelevant, save for that one Super Bowl year against the, the Bills. Like, they really didn't do a ton in the 90s. Like, the late 80s, very early 90s were their heyday. Then they fell off like a brick coming off the top of a skyscraper. But then, then you know, I found the Bucks, And that was that was such a nice time between Sapp and Brooks and Rondé Barber and Tony Dungy as a coach. And the fact that the Bucks used to come into Philly during the playoffs and they had such a hard didn't kind of rivalry and, didn't the bucks lose in the conference championship with sean king to the rams the year they won the super bowl like 10 to 6 or something like that i think so i believe that's correct oh that's a huge and pull. Then, if i got the score right that's a huge pull i gotta look i don't think it's sean king though because i think sean king came after uh brad johnson but I, I think you're right that we lost in the championship game. But, you know, you were also looking at me being kind of young at the time. So, like, I don't exactly remember that. But I do remember that the, the Bucks were doing pretty good. They lost, and I think it was the conference championship to the Rams. And then they rolled around the next year, fucking closed down the vet, sent the Eagles fans home crying. And then they opened up the link with a win. So we closed down their old stadium with a win. And we opened up their new stadium with a win. The Bucks just dominated the Eagles. And that that's when they had me solidified as a fan. I had one thing wrong. It wasn't Sean King, probably. The score was 11-6. to 6. It was Sean King. Oh, it was Sean King? It was huh? Sean King. And he, he had a really good run coming into that. And then he threw two picks against a, a good St. Louis team. But to hold St. Louis to 11 points that year, that was the greatest show on turf. Yeah, it was. Yeah. 
I can understand why you'd be a fan. Uh, Allstott, right? Um, of course. Lynch on the front free safety. Oh, yeah. Even Der- you know, Rondé and Rondé Brian Barber. Kelly on cornerback as well. Hardy Nickerson, Donnie Abraham, Brad Culpepper. You guys are talented. McFarland. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was a damn good team. It was a damn good and, stretch. And and your loyalty paid off a couple years ago, did it not? I mean, it paid off then for when I kind of turned into finding my team. And then, yeah, you have no clue how much I had to talk to people that like, no, I like this team before Brady showed up. Stop it. <laughs> like, just because you just realized they were a football team doesn't mean I didn't know they were. Like, shut the fuck up. <clears throat> so I wanted to give these backstories on who we are because I want to ask this question. And I'll tell you my answer first is how forward are you looking to this game being a fan of the actual product? Cause I think this is an amazing matchup. I, I can't see this not being a really good game. I just can't. I, and I'm not rooting for either team. I'm not going to bet on anything. I'm going to give you my pick here, but I, it, I don't care if I'm right or wrong. I just don't want this to be a bad game. What do you think? I agree. That that's probably the only thing I could say I dislike about the last Buccaneers Super Bowl, is it was such a one-sided mollywop that it felt weird. And yeah, I know the Chiefs were dinged up. I know Mahomes had like a bum ankle going into it, but he still wanted to play, and they played injured basically, and they looked like it. But uh, even if the game isn't great, the storylines going into it for both teams are. Because you've got the Chiefs, who people were writing them off all year, you know, that their their offense looked bad, Mahomes didn't quite look right because he had his, like, worst touchdown-interception ratio of his career, and, you know, he had to finally play playoff games on the road, oh my god, like, you know, a normal person, and, you know, people thought he was going to choke there, then you got Purdy trying to show everybody that he's not a game manager, he may be the last pick, but he's not irrelevant, and... They, these two teams meet in the Super Bowl with two very different but very intriguing storylines. And we're still a wrestling website, too, so storylines matter. And it doesn't get much better than this, because which team is really the underdog? I mean, it, I don't I don't know how many times there's been a pick in the in the Super Bowl, but there's been a lot of big spreads. I can remember that for sure. And spreads, oh, yeah, close, and spreads right around seven, you know. Yep. Five and a half to eight and a half. I don't remember a lot of spreads being one. <laughs> and that's what it is right now as we talk about it. San Francisco's favored by one. The over-under is 47 and one half points. Ray Cash is taking the Chiefs plus one point. And he's taking the under. You want to go first? You want me to go first? I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll echo that sentiment because like I said in the very beginning... I have to pick the Chiefs to win if I want my prognostication to be 100%. And under under 47 and a half sounds correct. Okay. Because I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring affair. I think maybe 24-20 type thing. San Francisco has not played a complete football game in the playoffs this season. Correct. San Francisco has won a lot of games not playing a complete football game throughout the regular season. Agreed. San Francisco decides to take a quarter off or even a half a quarter off at the wrong time. They're going to find themselves on the wrong end of this game. And unfortunately I haven't seen anything that proves to me that they're not going to play an incomplete game. 
in addition, what do I always say when I'm picking things? The coach, and in football, the quarterback, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I can't go against Andy Reid and and Patrick Mahomes against Kyle Shanahan and, and Brock Purdy. Do I think Brock Purdy is really good and has a really bright future? Yes. Do I think Kyle Shanahan, despite what Platt's opinion of him is, do I think he's one of the best play callers in the NFL? 100%. And I think those two together will win a Super Bowl in the next three to four years. This ain't that year. I'm taking the Chiefs and I'm taking the over because I think San Francisco continues to play an incomplete game. And we're going to see a stretch where Kansas City outscores them 17 to 3, 21 to 6, or something like that in the middle of the game. Um, I think both teams each get some points on the board early. I think you see points before halftime. And in the second half, I, I think you see Kansas City just stay right ahead. Um, I would be willing to, if I was looking for a prop bet, I'd find the odds on Kansas City winning by double digits. Interesting. Because you, you just brought up an interesting tidbit. Because now I, I might have to Google it, but I'm pretty sure it was the year that the Chiefs won their first Mahomes Super Bowl against the Niners. But the Chiefs played football the same exact way that entire well, they were down. season. As it was, they were down like 10. That was with... 24-0 game against the, the Texans, right? Yeah. That was that year? Mm-hmm. Well, they were down... I... They were down yeah. by ten late in the like yeah. late in the game, and they just scored the next fourteen points or even more in the third quarter. So they were there, down. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. There's an irony though about what you just said about how because the Niners aren't playing a complete game, you think the Chiefs are going to win, and that whole narrative was flipped for the same two teams just what four years ago. Mm-hmm. So, what what's stopping it from being a seventeen to six game in the first half, and then? the Chiefs just don't score any more points. And then the Niners rattle off a second half that wins in the game. Like I said, I'll put it to you this way. If the Niners show up, they play a complete game. They win by double digits. If they don't, and and that's it, they either going to play a complete game or they're not. If they don't Kansas city, this game's going over. And I think Kansas city wins by double digits. If you want something fun to bet on though, and a really cool stat and you think the Niners are going to win? Take Debo Samuel to score an anytime touchdown. You're plus 160. Niners are 8-0 when Debo Samuel scores a touchdown. That's, that's pretty good. <laughs> I told you I came prepared today. You did. Look at you with the numbers and everything. Oh, uh, yeah. The unpreparedness is at the bottom of this glass of whiskey, though, so hold on. Oh, boy. Well, just fill it back up so you never get to the bottom. I like the way – I like the cut of your jib, just, young man. There you go. There you go. Think smarter, not harder. That's how it works. I wish the white in your hat was pink and then it would, you would look like a watermelon. You're right. You're right. I would. Eh. You throw a red shirt and a hot water in the washing machine with that thing. we got a watermelon head. I'll, I'll do yeah sure let, let me just ruin the it. whole thing to make you're not it gonna pink. do it well then then the green's gonna have a pink highlight to it but too. then it'd be cool though you could like an inch above the bottom line you could cut cir- circles in and you could pull it over your eyes <laughs> you could say i am watermelon head uh who was that from fat albert was that Mushmouth? oh with the thing over the eyes didn't, yeah. didn't Stefan Diggs come in dressed as him this season one time? Shit, what, was that this season? Yeah, with the, with over his eyes and everything, I think. Yeah. 
<laughs> Dude, that was pretty sweet, man. That's a hell of a tribute. Anyway. Yeah, so that's what we got. We all are on Kansas City to win this game. Ray and Andrew like the under. I like the over. Uh, I think I'll be entertained. I, I, I'm looking forward to a good game. This is uh, this could be Patrick Mahomes' third Super Bowl, Andrew. Uh, if he wants to catch Brady, he needs to win this one, does he not? What kind of sentence is that? Well, Brady played for 23 years and won seven. Right. So Mahomes he, has been around for seven years, and he's won three almost. If he I wins said this if he one. wants to catch Brady, he needs to win this one. Is what I'm saying. He doesn't. No, he doesn't. He he's he's a third of the way through Brady's career right now. If if you know we just do the whole multiplication thing. Oh so yeah, three times three is nine. Two, three times two is six. Close. But then if it's three, then that's nine. Could so be the difference more. between six, seven, or eight. It could be, it could be, but what stops him from winning three in seven years? Well, going Eli, to back half, just e, like Brady did. Eli Manning retired, so it should be okay. Well, Burrow might end up being Mahomes' Manning you, in a way. So. Did you did you hear the Eli Manning bar from uh from the? Uh, I don't know if it was from the Pro Bowl weekend. Was or that not. Pro Bowl? I saw something saw about you know yeah. Brady he being said, the goat, and he's like, I beat him twice. No, yeah, he's like, <laughs> my name's Eli Manning, and I'm nice. Tom Brady's the goat. Psych, I beat him twice. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and everybody goes nuts. <laughs> it's so corny, but it's funny because it's Eli. It is. It is. You owe me some oats. Um, that's the commercial with his dad. Anyway. Sure. I watch, I watch too much TV. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> did you, one last thing about the Super Bowl. Did you hear about this? So, I don't know if it's DoorDash or Uber Eats, but if you order for the Super Bowl, and sign up for this thing and you get entered in this drawing for the Super Bowl where you win a supply, you win the things on the commercials in the Super Bowl. You win all of the commercials? Not all like of them. They have the list of stuff. So I heard or Oreos this, or Keeblers or whatever. I, I heard it this morning. It was like M&Ms and uh, wings from Popeyes and it was a bunch of food stuff and then it was three cars. Kia, um, I forget the other company and then Mercedes Benz. So like, I was like, okay, now you got people interested. You know what I'm saying? So that's pretty cool. Sure. That's a really Unless good... you win the diamonds that M&M's commercials have been talking about for the runners. Oh up, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We want diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was... Marino didn't say much, but that was fantastic. Or he's just like, we want diamonds. Hey, <laughs> it's like, oh, underrated, uh, underrated acting career, Dan Marino. Underrated, really? Isotoner, uh, for better than Brett Favre is something about Mary. It's, it's close. It's arguable. We're stretching it here. A little bit, yeah. All right, folks. Enjoy the Super Bowl Sunday. Um, I might call you. Might have to do a dial a shot. I'm going to be by DPS. I don't know if you're going to be partying, but might have to do a, a phone shot. Get your brother on the we'll line. That'd right. be cool. Sounds good. All right, folks, enjoy your party. Be safe no matter what you do. Um, be, being one of the co-creators of DWI Podcast, it'd be irresponsible of me to, to not tell you, uh, don't drink and drive, drink and podcast. Um, me and my buddies, we get together and rotate houses and host the, you know, the host uh, place is a place to crash. Uh, if you can't do that, take an Uber or just fucking walk. Don't drink and drive. It's going to cost you. 
uh, and it might cost somebody else as well. All right, when we come back, we're going to get into a really fun topic that uh, we're both excited to talk about. What are our expectations for these eight new coaches heading into next season? Chairshot NFL, Super Bowl preview edition right here on Chairshot Radio Network. This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com Thechairshot.com Always use your head Alright, before we run down the gambit here um, Eight new head coaches And I believe... The highest number of minority coaches will be in place for next season. I don't, I, I forget where that number is. I think it's like nine or something like that. Um, but that's a great step in the right direction uh, for the NFL, and it just shows that, you know, you, you you're not you're not doing yourself a favor unless you make sure you check underneath all the stones. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Does that make sense? I'm just trying to uh, put a way of, uh, you know, if you don't, if you discriminate against different colored stones and don't check them out, you're not, you're not doing yourself a favor, right? And that's what the Rooney rule is for. Uh, But it's good to see progress in that light, in my opinion. As long as it's progress and it's not just a fluke or them trying to like flip the narrative from last year, because it was the exact opposite last year. And then, uh, you know, it could be a quick course I, correction. I don't think it is because I see a lot of talented people in these positions, in my opinion. Let's run I down. I hope you're right. Let's run down the list. We'll start on the AFC side. We'll start with returning interim head coach Antonio Pierce. Uh, That's got to be the right call right there. I would say so. I mean, the team vol- uh, lobbied for him. Uh, despite the one really bad loss that they had, they were very much more competitive team after McDaniels left, who was really seemed like a cancer to that team. Uh, Pierce's coaching history is he was linebackers coach at Arizona State, I believe, uh, before ending up in Las Vegas as linebackers coach. Obviously, he was an excellent uh, linebacker, Super Bowl champion with the New York Giants. Mm-hmm. I say the Raiders get better, but I don't know that I see them winning nine games or more next year. Who's their quarterback next year? Uh, AOC, right? Ocasio Cortez. <laughs> I well, you talk about the Raiders. I'll I'm gonna just grab a drink. I'm listening. Well, I ate an O'Connell is who I meant, right? Because oh, I okay, guess they're gonna have to okay. give him a uh, shot. Hmm. Man. They're going to have to give him a shot because of what he did this year and how well he performed towards the end, even if it was a low bar they set. But, I mean, Where when it they... really comes down to it, it's it's what the offensive coordinator does. And they have a new offensive coordinator, too, now. So, uh, I don't really know how I feel about him because it's not Kingsbury because Kingsbury decided to just, you know, leave and not sign with them and then you know, run over to Washington, which makes no sense no, unless thought, you believe the yeah. Caleb okay, e. Williams right. conversation. Yeah. I No, that, that's a... No, I hear you. Go, Go ahead. No, keep going. No, because I was just going to say that they, that's the only thing that makes Washington more attractive than Vegas. And I just, I don't know what to think about that, that team. It's interesting you say that because Chicago was trying to get... Um, 
Now why Kingsbury? is it, yes, thank you. Why the fuck his name escaped me there? And 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 it was because uh, uh, Williams didn't want to go to Chicago, so Chicago thought they could. Go. So that's interesting. If you connect the dots there, that means whoever Clingsbury ends up with, Washington should be trading with Chicago then. Um, and I've said this before. I think Chicago should keep Justin Fields and draft J- Marvin Harrison Jr. Put those guys on each side of Fields. Uh, Moore, DJ Moore, and, and Marvin Harrison Jr. You're going to get better. I mean, I don't disagree with you. I think Marvin Harrison Jr. is the way they have to go because they need to give Fields some weapons. But how do you feel about Getze with the Raiders? Because Get- Getze was an assistant coach for the Packers, if I remember correctly. Well, so, yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I see the quarterback position as the biggest worry there. I, I, I think they got capable coaching. Um, just they're not going to win. What with kind of any, offense do you think he's going to interject? You think it's going to be a Lafleur light? You think it's his own thing? Like, I think it's whatever you have the more quarter... experience with him as a coach than sure. I do because he was a quarterbacks coach and a game coordinator for the Packers for a couple years. Right, but that doesn't necessarily mean he won't bring his own spin to it, too. You know, that necessarily mean that he doesn't run more, less, less pre-snap motion. I mean, I mean, I don't know. I feel like a lot of these coaches sandbag a lot of shit. You know, they 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 try to get away with as little of the playbook as possible until the end of the season, and then the last 30% of the playbook is saved in case you make the fucking playoffs. You know what I'm saying? It looks that way sometimes, especially on the goddamn defensive side. But I would say that he's going to have to more so less of what he wants to do. He's going to have to adapt to the very minimal quarterback talent he's going to have next year, unless they make a move, unless they're drafting somebody. What did they end up win wise? Where are they? Good question. Let, let's just look up the this NFL is the only draft thing I didn't, order. Yeah, here I got the standings actually. I mean, because they're they're going to be somewhere middle of the packish because they had at six or seven wins. I oh, think, they had right? eight wins last year. Okay, wow. They had eight. When the fuck did they get to eight? Oh, uh, they God. had they're, eight wins. Yeah, they were eight year. and nine. Holy hell. Holy fuck. So they picked thirteenth well, even they won with three eight or four. Wins. Yeah. Huh. That's not a bad pick. Honestly. If you're the Raiders, why don't you go out and sign Kirk Cousins? He'll be ready halfway through the season. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with that concept. All right, let's keep rolling on because this is only one of seven. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Harbaugh in, San, in in L.A. Sorry, I can't help myself. We, we don't need to say anything about that one. I don't think we do. I, but, you know, but, but, he turned around but, the Niners yeah. with not a lot of quarterback talent. He turned around Michigan. They won the national title this year with a game manager quarterback. Like, the running back was the main reason why they did anything this fucking year. So, give him Josh Herbert? Like, mm, kind of writes itself, doesn't it? Justin Herbert, yes. Justin, um, Justin Herbert. No, no, right. I, I got you back, Jack. Um. This next year, though, not above 500. They have a lot of holes on that team. They have a lot of cap issues. I think they're going to have to have a year where they just kind of... I just don't think they'll be talented enough to be above 500 next year. you got to think about the fact that they they got two losses built in, basically. The Chiefs are going to beat them twice, I think. And the Broncos beat the Chiefs this year. Let's not say it's built in. I'm calling it built in. And... 
anytime they have to go, they, they play on, they play on one of the coasts. Anytime you have to go across the coast and play, you are at a big time disadvantage. And that's a fact statistically. So I just, especially if you're not a team that is already at a winning pedigree, I get it. Oh, trust me. I would say the odds are really good that Jim Harbaugh ends up winning a Super Bowl with Justin Herbert in, in LA with this team. But next year, I don't even see them making the playoffs. All right. Let, let's, let me see if this changes your opinion anymore because I looked up who their 2024 opponents are supposed to be. So, home opponents, obviously, you know it's going to be the people in their division. I'm not even going to mention that. But then, Ravens and Bengals, those are probably losses unless there's injuries or something crazy. But they also get the Saints, Bucks, and Titans. Those are three winnable games for the Chargers. And I'm a Bucks fan, and I call it winnable. And you know the Broncos games are going to be winnable, and the Raiders games are winnable. So that's five winnable games. So you got them. You got them five and twelve next year. Stop it. We are, <laughs> we're not even on the road yet. Exactly. Road. Them roads are all yeah, coin tosses but, and so are the divisional games. Okay. So on the road, they got the Browns, the Steelers, the Falcons, the Panthers, the Patriots, and the Cardinals. Most of those games are winnable. The only one they might they're they're slated to lose by most people are the Chiefs. So that's what seven wins right there potentially and seven winnable games and five winnable games at home so they have 12 games they could easily win this team could be 10 and 7 i think without they win, trying too hard i think they win 75 percent of your winnable games and have a, a eight and nine record i mean we're not too too far off you say eight and nine i say 10 and seven i know you say are they two. gonna are they gonna make the playoffs next year yeah, they'll, they'll be a six or a seven right. seed. All right. Okay. All right. You, the Raiders. You, you can note that down somewhere. Raider. Okay. Here, playoffs. Yes or no? We'll go playoffs. Yes or no? Uh, I'll so put. Chargers I'll put, okay. are a yes playoffs. They're okay. going to be a wild card team, but they're a yes playoff team. Okay. I'll just put an A by it. If you think they're going to the playoffs, I'll put an A by it. Otherwise, if I do, I'll put a T by it. So there's no T's yet. There's only an A by the Chargers. So Vegas, no. We both agree. Vegas, no playoffs next year. Yeah, not really. No, okay. like I, I don't trust any of that okay. enough. Okay, this is this is good. I like that we're gonna write this down. You know, you're you're high on the on the predictions because you got a whole year long motherfucker come through for you. Congratulations again, you fucking sand, <laughs> sand, secret secret handshaking asshole. <laughs> hey, it's not my fault that me and Mahomes and Taylor Swift we mm. got a little like Illuminati thing going yeah, on. Yeah, and fine. Don't I would like to send my apologies out to Taylor Swift, uh, who I had booked on the show, and Andrew requested no surprise appearances. Yeah, he nixed it. it. So I don't uh-huh. I don't know what that is. Uh, the Swifties will be swiftly at your door. Uh, Travis beat... can complain about it on New Heights next week. Oh, That's all. Boy. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> New England Patriots. Talk about another team with talent issues. Uh, Mayo. <laughs> it's t- putting it nicely. Drod Mayo takes over, and I I think it's a great hire. They hired from within. It's a guy with NFL experience as well. Like we talked about with Antonio Pierce and Jim Harbaugh, by the way, we didn't even mention it there, but Jim Harbaugh's coaching reputation precedes himself. I think Mayo's going to be successful. I, I'm going to not put a, my name next to a playoff appearance uh, for this one either. Me neither. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they have some ways to go, but I think he's going to continue the defensive tradition there. <laughs> and they're going to be better off with the general manager, buying the groceries than they were with Bill Belichick. And it's no surprise he's not coaching anywhere. And I heard Atlanta offered him the job, but he wouldn't want to give up enough power for it. Maybe, maybe. But uh, yeah, Patriots are rebuilding this coming year. I think 
we're all in a similar boat unless they're the ones that win the the Kirk Cousins sweepstakes and they can maybe put something together and Ezekiel Elliott has stays and has some kind of bit of a, a renaissance and goes back to when he how he was a couple of years back when he could actually still run which I doubt it but you know magical Christmas land the way the Patriots could actually be decent is if these things just fall in line and they get like a decent free agent receiver like in the like you know just fall to them but yeah it's that, probably a rebuild here they need too much help Tennessee Titans Tennessee Titans get Brian Callahan um their ownership their their owner is kind of out there for me um I think Brian That's Cal- putting it nicely yeah uh, I think Brian Callahan is, is a really good hire though um a little bit of his history He's a graduate assistant from UCLA, was coaching assistant with the Broncos in 2010, worked his way up to offensive quality control, offensive assistant, went to Detroit, was the quarterback's coach there for a couple of years, went to Oakland, was the quarterback's coach, and then he ended up in Cincinnati. And he's been the offensive coordinator there for the last four seasons, and they've been one of the best offenses for the last four seasons. I think it's a great hire for a team that needs a new offensive identity. Yeah, I'm not that high on them, though. I'm not that high on them either. I think the coaching hire is great. Oh, they, I don't. I di- I disagree on the pretense of Burrow had to fix that offense so much. They had no O-line for like three of the last four but, years. And that's not... He was running around dead. He got hurt twice, you know. But when and he then had the year going, they went to the Super Bowl, they... they got exposed by an offensive well, line that sucks. We'll see. I, I'm interested to see what they do with Derrick Henry. I think they should trade him and, and just start clean. Um, I I don't know who their quarterback's going to be, Malik Willis or Levis. Levis. I mean, Levis. Levis did decent enough this year with nothing around him. Yeah. There's nothing on that team that could have helped him out. And, like, he won a couple games he wasn't supposed to win, especially that Dolphins game that made us all kind of stop and go, oh, the Dolphins really do suck this year. Okay. Fair. Sure enough. <laughs> uh, I, am I writing initials down here next to the Tennessee Titans to make the playoffs next year? I, I feel no, like they're I'm a not. tough I pick next yeah. year. Fuck the Titans. Okay, there you go. <laughs> they're looking for a quarterback. Um, yeah. uh, like I said, I'm, I'm higher on Levis than I think a couple other people, but like their team is not good, and I, I don't trust Callahan. Jury remains out for Andrew uh, on Callahan. Jury remains out on Levis for Tony. Fair. Fair enough. Fair, Fair enough. enough. Let's slide over to the NFC side. If you hadn't noticed, sure. I went through the... It's interesting, 4-4 four and four as well. So far. Well, what do you mean? You think, you I think mean, McCarthy gets fired if they start 1-4 and four and Belichick comes in there? No, no, no. Like, So what we were talking about pre-show that I told you I was, I was talking to AJ about and a couple other friends of mine that follow football... My take that I said I I saw the uh, CBS article on, like right after I said it, was it would be hilarious if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, Andy Reid retires, retires. uh, you know, on top, and then Belichick swoops in with the Chiefs. Just become the ultimate fucking villain and go from the Patriots dynasty to the Chiefs dynasty, get another ring, get a couple, get, get enough wins to be the most winning coach, and, you know, go out on top. Like the true evil motherfucker that he is. What about Eric Bieniemy? I don't know what the deal with him is. 
and I mean that in the nicest way. Of, I'll tell you I what don't the deal know is. why people haven't given him a job. Yeah, I'll, I'll... like he's got so many great aspects on his resume, and I don't know if his interview is just bad or what it is that people don't like, but he can't fucking find a fucking offensive coordinator job. Can't find a head coach job. Like what the fuck? Well, it might be a reason. He might know. They might know. He might know already that Reed's going to retire. He might be the replacement because he did come and talk to the team before they they left for. Uh, the Super Bowl, from what I heard. That's also because Nagy sucks. Well, I, yeah, well, Nagy's proved the time and time again that he's a coordinator and not a coach. I.E. And he's he, not even a good coordinator. See example see example of Chicago Bears. <laughs> so what What if it's Belichick comes in to be the new head coach, Biennemi comes in as the offensive coordinator, and they set something in, two like, years, you know. Belichick re- or Belichick retires after two years because he's going to win, he's going to get the record. Yep. All right. Well, when that happens, if it happens, we have to have an emergency podcast, by the way. Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll call okay. it emergency All meeting. Right. Like okay. it, it's fucking right. among us. Yes. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> All, right. All right. Let's stick with what we got, though, right now. And Fine. Fine. Raheem, Raheem Morris, after, uh, whew, I think it's like 12, 13 years, the head coach in the NFL again. You should know him well. He was the coach for three, three years in Tampa. Uh, he sucked in Tampa. Three wins in his first year. Ten and six his second year didn't make the playoffs though, and then four and uh, twelve his last year and out the door. Um, been a really good coordinator though for for the Rams. Um, I I like this hire as well. I think he's gonna do some good things down there in Atlanta. He's gonna turn around. But that's another team that needs a quarterback. You know what I'm saying? And to me, I don't see them making a the playoffs without a different quarterback because Desmond Ritter is not the guy. Oh, he's not at all. And did they keep their offensive coordinator from this year, or did did they hire a new one, or that are I, they still in? I I was not that prepared. Ah, fair enough. <laughs> Let's see. Zach Robinson is there. Oh, points Zach Robinson. Yeah. Oh, apparently okay. So assembling his staff, Zach Robinson is the offensive coordinator. Who the fuck is Zach Robinson? Because Raheem Morris is a defensive-minded coach. I know who Zach Morris is. So they Morris need a is. really good offensive coach to even make that offense run. And I I don't know enough about the Zach Robinson guy to care. Or to re- let's let's Google real quick. I got him. Let's use the Google I got machine. It. I got it. I got it. The Seahawks. Played quarterback at Oklahoma State. Was drafted by the Patriots, later played with the Seahawks. Became a coach in 2019, serving as assistant coach for the Los Angeles Rams. So he brought him with him over from L.A. So he's Sean McVay So he guy. did nothing except work under McVay for a while. He was a quarterback that did nothing in the, the pros. Okay. Okay. He's, he's like Charlie Whitehurst, but worse. Okay. Nice. Well, don't you <laughs> I don't have them making the playoffs, do you? No, because you uh, need a quarterback, and yeah. when you have a fucking coordinator that's not even a good quarterback, like that's not really going to help to propagate quarterback talent. I completely agree. All right, let's keep it rolling here. Carolina Panthers, Dave Canellis. Canellis, yeah, another comes... another former Buck coach that decided to just leave, and he went to the enemy. Like I have to hate him a little bit on this one, like. Good on the man for getting paid and getting a head coach job and helping his his resume. But what the fuck? Like we just had such a good year. 
Baker liked him. He liked Baker. They they were like a happy family. And now he fucking goes to the fucking Panthers. Like, I don't even know what to feel about that. I get the hire by Besides the Panthers. Angry. I get the hire by the Panthers though because he's been under Pete Carroll and on his staff all the way back to USC. So he knows what it's like to work with a mobile quarterback like a Russell Wilson kind of what we got going on with Bryce Young. So sure. hopefully they can bring a change in that offense because last year was just ass horrible for them. The owner should not show up to any more games. He should not talk in public about the team anymore, or he should sell the team because David Tepper is a fucking piece of shit, dumbass motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Throwing a drink on a fan at a game. Who cares what the fan said to you? You're the fucking owner. Are you kidding me? This guy he's is fucking delusional. Covered up though. Right, and he thinks he's so good at everything else in life that he can come in and fucking run a football team the way he wants to, and it doesn't work that way, dude. <clears throat> As we know from the other entertainment aspect that we cover on this website there's a lot of people that feel the same way or there's companies that feel the same way as soon as something gets a little bit of traction so i'm not surprised tepper's an idiot and that that's probably the biggest concern i have for canalis if i take the the betrayal kind of aspect away from it that i feel (laughs) i just feel like he's i feel like he's set himself up for failure because tepper's a shit owner bryce young is not a good quarterback well, Unless somehow he we'll finds see. a way to like fuse in the old Russell Wilson and some aspects of like Sean Payton's Drew Brees kind of offense, so he can make him roll out and fucking yes. never be behind everybody that's eight feet tall because he's five foot nothing. It's got to be a lot of like, play action and waggle RPOs behind the line of scrimmage. But they don't have like a that. team. I understand. I understand. The line is going to crumble unless well, they redo the offensive line. He's not going to have the time for an RPO, yeah. no, I, a sprint I, I out, a waggle, or any kind of like bootleg because kid's going to die. Well, let's hope that doesn't happen. I'm I'm gonna I'm not even going to ask. I don't assume either of us. I'm totally it. making the playoffs. <laughs> the fuck? No, I'm just joking. Joke. Joke. <laughs> hey guys. All right, Mike McDonald, defensive coordinator from the Ravens, heads west, is the new football coach in Seattle. I think out of all the teams that have a new head coach, he inherits the most ready-to-make-the-playoffs roster, in my opinion, um, even more than the Chargers, because I think those would be the two teams to argue with about. What's what's your uh, measurement for that metric for that for the Seahawks because the Seahawks did nothing but prove that they know how to choke this year like they lost what six of their last seven or like five of their last seven like they couldn't get the job done when they started off like six and two exactly so they've shown the team this team has shown for a period of this a, 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 a nice portion of the season that they can be a good football team and maybe Pete look at the coach, head coaching is trending so much younger in the NFL. That's why Pete Carroll's out. That's why Bill Belichick is, doesn't have a job. I I just think the guy can come in and get that defense playing better because we know the offense can score points. They have talent. Geno Smith is a solid quarterback. They have a really fast and, and, and uh, explosive running back in Walker. And you know they have talented receivers. So I, I just I think that this out of all the teams is most likely to make the playoffs. Um I'm not going to pick them to make the playoffs, though. You picked them to make the Super Bowl this year. You're not going to pick them to make the playoffs, and you think you're yeah, playoff ready? I let you and Ray pick first at the first show, and I went playoff last. Ready. And I Come on. You got to at least tried to, to be different, but if you listen to the power rankings all year, you know who I truly would have in the Super Bowl, and they're in there. 
but I don't want to no, steal any Andrew's you, thunder. You were, you were on that wagon even you... when everybody fell off for a couple weeks. Like, oh, yeah. oh my god. Yep, I was still like, they're the most talented team in the league. They'll be there in the end. So, yeah. uh, here's uh, McDonald's pedigree, uh, assistant at Georgia, and then he's been with the Ravens. He studied under John Harbaugh since 2014. The guy worked his way up. He was a graduate assistant at Georgia, a defensive quality control assistant for three years. Started in Baltimore as a coaching intern to defensive assistant, to backs coach, to D-backs coach, to linebacker coach. He went with Harbaugh to Michigan and was the defensive coordinator there for a year. So he's coached under both Jim and John. Came he back, went from one Harbaugh to the next. I yes, get you. Okay. And he came back to be defensive coordinator. And now he's going to get his own job. So I believe in this guy more than any of the other coaching hires except for Jim Harbaugh. I think he's going to do a good job in Seattle. I think he's going to bring back that defensive presence that Seattle used to have. If he can bring back the Legion of Boom, that would be nice. Like, you know, that, that mentality. Obviously, he's not going to get rich like Richard Sherman and right. fucking Earl and all them out of fucking retirement. But you know what I mean. I got But it. they still got Gino. And if anything, Gino proved this year that he can't win the team a game. I... He can keep them in a game, but he can't win them a game. Yeah, well, he's he's right on that midline of being a top half of the league and not a top half of the league quarterback. Sure, sure. All right, last new. But he's still co- better than Cam Newton because at least he signed. <clears throat> <laughs> I can't argue with that. Um, the the Washington Commanders new owner, new head coach, and hopefully a new start for that fan base, which is a really great fan base over the years. Um, yeah. despite well, your hatred of the NFC East, um, Dan Quinn gets a head coaching job after the debacle in Dallas, <laughs> the playoffs. After everything, after every debacle he's attached to. Do you remember the Super Bowl? He was the head coach. Twenty-eight. You remember the, the Packers blowing the doors off this great defense? He was the defensive coordinator. It was forty-eight points. But it's fucking Dan Quinn. What the fuck? This is Ron Rivera 2.0. I like, he's hired, not going to do shit. I would have hired Vrabel over him. There are so many other people I would have hired over him. But didn't weren't they lined up to get the Detroit offensive coordinator and he said, I'm staying in Detroit? Something like that, yeah. Either the defense coordinator or the offense coordinator. I forget which one, but both coordinators decided oh, to stay in Detroit. Offense. Detroit Sorry, over. offensive coordinator. My yeah. Bad. My bad. Mm-hmm. So then they decide to go but, defensive. I think Dan Quinn can get them to a better place defensively, but who's their offensive coordinator? Who? They, they, they go... sold the fucking farm last they year. Did. They don't have sweat. They, they don't did. have chase. Well, they got to go out. The general manager's got to go out and make some things happen. Who's he going to blow to actually make that team decent? I'm saying over the next couple, three years. I'm not picking, them to make... I'm not picking any of these teams to make the playoffs. And you got the Chargers. That's it, I think. I'm not picking the Commanders to have a positive record until 2030. All right, that's a long ways away. <laughs> All right, folks, I hope you've enjoyed our expectations of the new eight NFL head coaches next year. Anything you want to get in last thought here before we take a break and come back with another fun topic? Just wait till it's nine, and then Bill Belichick goes to the evil empire, you know, Goes full Darth Sidious, and it's going to be fucking fantastic. All right. And if that doesn't happen, we'll see if he's looming large over every poor start by a head coach next year in the NFL. I think that's a better storyline <laughs> for us when we restart Chair Shot NFL next year. We'll start week zero. What week will 
Bill Belichick be hired by a team who started one in something? <laughs> True. All right, folks. What, like we said, you can follow us at Chairshot NFL. You're listening to our Super Bowl preview right here on Chairshot Radio Network, a part of the Chairshot.com. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey, folks. PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code Chairshot. Head to AngryLemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code Chairshot to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Chairshot NFL right here, Chairshot Radio Network, part of thechairshot.com. PC Tunney, Andrew Belaz, reminding you to always head on over to prowrestlingtees.com for all of your t-shirt needs. And don't forget to check out the Chairshot side. Prowrestlingtees.com forward slash thechairshot. Plenty of great t-shirts People will just flock to you and your awesomeness while you're wearing a chair shot t-shirt. Yeah. You become Raven? You're going to have a flock if you have our t-shirt on? Hashtag end Roman's reign. Coming soon to ProWrestlingTees.com oh, forward slash the chair shot. I don't mind that one. I know. I know. That's a PC Tony original. <laughs> hey, Greg, move your ass. That shirt should be up already. Um... He, he won't listen to the show. And if he does, he'll message me like, I'm working on it. Um, you should have just stopped that at he won't listen because he's Greg. No, <laughs> he listens. He listens. I like. I, I don't mean to the show. I just mean to what you say. He won't listen. Stop, no. period. Hard well, stop. <laughs> he, he makes it seem like it if he's not. So good on him. That's all I really need. I just need to make it seem like I'm hurt. We do whatever it's you a, want it's after It's a bag that. of gimmicks. Bag of gimmicks, man. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I, got a, I got a bag of gimmicks you can suck on. All right, top 10 <laughs> quarterbacks for next year. Uh, we told you what our what our preface to this was. And I number one, we can skip right away. It, we know what number one is going to be. Um, do you want to start from 10 and work our way up? Do you want to start from the top and work our way down? What do you want to do? You know, let's start from 10. I like when we start from 10 and kind of see if, if the top five changes much. Okay. Uh, at number 10 for next year, uh, my top 10 quarterback is Jared Goff. Oh. Uh, well, I'll, I'll spoil my nine because I have him at nine. Okay. Okay. But my 10 is Justin Erbao because, you know, him and the Chargers are going to okay. do some fucking work with All Harbaugh. Right. All right. All right. Um. Uh, Number nine, so who's your nine then? Jalen Hurts. Really? You you you've got GameManager.com as your fucking number nine guy. Did you see the last forty percent of the season there? Did you see him ever win a game for the team? <laughs> I no, I mean, yeah, he, well, no, I mean, I I'm oh then you oh you you asked me why I have him that high. Correct. Oh okay. Did you He's not the, even in my top 10. Did you see the first 60% of the season? He was an MVP candidate last year? Like, he's just hurt. Not on this show, because I was dogging on the Eagles every week, if you remember know, how they I know, I know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I think he was hurt. I think he deserves to be in the top 10 That's next his year. last name. He can't say that. Uh, okay, well, <laughs> this, this, this is my list, damn it. Just because Jalen's hurt and he put the S in a different spot doesn't change the fact that that's his name and it's not an excuse. What's your nine, motherfucker? I said Jared Goff. Remember? Oh, Goff. That's right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I forgot. Not that I called you motherfucker. Um, oh, of course not. No, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> Who you got so at eight? I, I, I'm not going to go by his, his given name for number eight because that's a Ray, uh -oh. Ray classic. 
but I'm going to say Dak Prescott is my eight. Oh, no. I got Dak Prescott not in my top ten. Ooh. I got you Matt. went down to 20. Where'd you put him? Uh, 14. Oh, okay, okay. He's good. I mean, it's a, it's a really low rating considering, um, but I don't, I don't necessarily know. I just, I would, there's 13 quarterbacks I would want ahead of him next year. Um, I guess that puts up numbers. Yeah. He just doesn't. Okay. Anyway, it's probably, I can't blame him for the fact that the defense gave up 48 fucking points. Does he play defense through two picks? Pick six kind of, but does he play defense? Maybe he should have. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. He should, he should be strong safety and quarterback. Matt Stafford <laughs> at eight. Matt Stafford at eight. Uh, great comeback here. You can see when he's healthy, he's one of the best arms and best minds behind their uh, behind just offensive line. He's inconsistently healthy. That's the, like, right. I have him at 11 because he's yeah. he's too injury prone. Sure. What do you got? Oh, well, that Dak was my eight. Oh, that's so right. So we're on seven now. Seven to me. Justin Herbert. I got Herbert at seven. He's still one Ooh, of you actually went higher than I did. Well, okay. I, I think Herbert is easily one of the seven most talented quarterbacks in the NFL. And when you're trying to pick someone you want on your team, regardless of what your team is or not, you want the most, the, the next seven guys to me are the, the most talented quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, I think from eight down to about 14, you could probably mix and match them however you want. But I think Herbert is in that top seven echelon. See, Herbert is on that border for me, which is why I just said Ted, because he hasn't won anything himself. People always make excuses. Oh, it's the team. Oh, he doesn't have a running game. He doesn't really have a number one receiver. This person's hurt. That person's hurt. If you're that guy, you don't make excuses. Like, so I don't think our top six is going to be too, too different. And those guys have injuries, have defenses that go to shit, have no receivers sometimes, have no running game, and they still find ways to win games. Herbert finally Herbert has, hasn't done that yet. Herbert finally has a top-tier coach in the NFL, though. Oh, yeah, that that's why I have him at 10. That's why Just I got because him. Because I want to see him, him have that year so yeah. I can push him higher. All right. but my, So my seven mm-hmm. is uh, Captain Kirk. I moved him way down because of he's not available because he's not going to be available for the start of the season. He's probably not going to be able to play. Always a good quarterback. His numbers are awesome. He's always right there in that conversation. If if, if he was healthy and just a free agent, I would, I would definitely have him eight or higher. Sure. Okay. But I'm factoring in the fact that he's not going to be able to play the beginning of the season and he's going to be coming off an injury when he does begin to play. So I have him we at assume. I have at 17. We assume. I have him at 17 and that, that, because that's where of I'm those... going to leave the assumption because right. Rodgers had a similar injury well, and he was good enough to play but Rogers, within three and a half months. Rodgers got but yeah but okay but Rodgers got he was he though. That's that's just a Rogers thing. I, I, I that you you noticed exactly how I worded that. Right, right? I got you. I worded Rogers very very deliberately. Rogers <laughs> is a Rogers got um, hurt a significantly amount of time before, at least a month before Cousins did. It's a month more. before, but yeah. either way. So if we look at four months from October, that's still going to be right. 
February, I, March. That's where I got. So him. he could be good enough to go by training camp. I that that, that if raises my suspicions to make him the best of the second half of the quarterbacks in the league. And like I said, I, if, I'm not going to use that against Cousins because Cousins right, is for still this conversation, a great I will. I agree. I said no, that, he'd, be top, he'd be top eight if he was no, healthy. I, hear, I, said I, I get your, right. your metric. Your metric makes sense. But well, I, I can't overlook the fact that Cousins has had oh, great no, years for his entire career yeah, almost. I, and people just overlook him because, because he's just not flashy. Like, no, he, he I, just he looks like the, the BYU Mormon fucking, you know, poster boy. <laughs> and that that's not fun to anybody. So... I, I think we I think we completely agree about Kirk Cousins, and we're just basing our rating off of different factors. Which is it? I and I get that, and I'm not really arguing with you when you explained your rating. But I feel like Cousins will probably be fine to go by the beginning of the year. It's the difference of if a team wants to roll the dice on that. Six in my first year. Sure. C.J. Stroud. I'm not going to mm. put him in the top five. It's one year. I don't expect him to get worse. I expect him to continue to get better, especially with a rock of a coach um, that they have in, in D'Amico Ryans, who seems like he's yep. going to just be uh, very good for a long time, especially since he has C.J. Stroud. Um, the guy can make all the throws. It seems like he's able to do a good job at reading different defenses. They do have receiving talent down there. I, I Easily the top six in the NFL for me next year. I agree, but I have him at five because okay. much like you said, he's not going to go down, so he can only go up. Who do you have at and six? I think I know who you have at six. Josh Allen. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Oh, then you even then because then, Josh Allen is a Jekyll and Hyde kind of quarterback. You know, for as many times as he'll put the team on his back and win because of a fifty-yard run or like a giant bomb, he'll fucking blow the game because he'll throw seven interceptions. You know, I'm being you know ridiculous at that, but he throws too many damn picks. He gets sacked, as you see in the playoffs. He does something all the time where the team chokes, he chokes, he misses, somebody misses. I I need him to fucking actually prove he's worthy of being in the top five instead of just stat betting. Okay. All right, you're not going to like where I have him. Um, Who you got at five? Stroud, baby. The, oh, the Houston right, Strouds. Right. Okay. I got Burrow at five. Joe Burrow at five. Really? Yeah. Okay. You don't even have him in the top uh, 10? No, I have him four. But I, I'm surprised you have him below, you know, the two that we've already mentioned. Because you have him below Josh Allen for you, obviously, because you haven't mentioned Allen and I did. Uh-huh. So I, I'm, I find that hard to swallow. But you throw in – so I have Josh Allen at three because Josh Allen is multidimensional. Josh Allen doesn't get hurt. Josh Allen needs another weapon on offense, and I think... How many more weapons does he need? I think his time's coming. I'll tell you that. Joe Burrow is a little more injury-prone, and that's the only reason I might have him down at five. I think he's one of the most talented quarterbacks. He's a winner. Um, but that's just where I got him. It's a, I, I disagree with a lot of that, because I think oh, yeah. a lot of the reason why Burrow gets hurt is because the team's bad around him. Like, there, there's there's holes. Like, the first season, we just talked about that when you were talking about the uh, the coordinator that became a coach. Like, the offensive line didn't exist for the first three years, basically, and he still took that trash team to fucking the Super Bowl after beating Mahomes. So that has to say something. And 
you know, Montana broke his fucking back one year and he was in and out because him and Steve Young played fucking, you know, that that wonderful game of just you're in, I'm in, you're in, I'm in. And it didn't change him from being who the fuck he was when he was in. I broke my back. It's spinal. <laughs> spinal. Yeah. All right. So uh, you had Stroud at five. Do you want me to go four? Yes. Do we both have the same person at four? Well, no, because I have Burrow at four. Oh. Then you don't even have my number four in the top ten. I'm. Who's your number four? Jordan Love. I do not have him in the top ten. Nope. Jordan Love has a group of young, talented players that are hungry. He has a really good running back. He has an offensive line that started to click without David Bakhtiari. He has a very good head coach, an elite NFL head coach, and a team that's only going to get better and trying to figure it out on defense because we finally got rid of Joe Barry. Jordan Love, second in the league in passing touchdowns last year and was like 18 touchdowns, the one interception in the second half of the season. Jordan Love, first playoff game, goes down to Dallas and kicks ass. And if it wasn't for a couple of bad breaks... The Packers could have been in the fucking Super Bowl this year, and you know that's true. Could have, would have. Right. But isn't. No, I agree. But you can say that, though. You can say that, though, because... You can make they, an argument, yes. Yeah. They they had their chances easily against San Francisco. That game could have went either way. There's no reason they couldn't have beat Detroit after that. But I just think the future is really bright up in Green Bay, and I think Jordan Love is talented, and he gets it, and you see him do stuff like Patrick Mahomes does uh, off timing out of rhythm back foot. He's kind of a baby of Rogers and Favre because that's Rogers studied under Favre and picked all that stuff up. Love studying under Rogers and picked all that stuff up. And just like Mahomes was able to sit for a couple seasons and learn under a couple really good players as well. I think Jordan Not even Love a full season. What's that? Mahomes didn't even sit a full season because he played the last game when Smith was the starter. Okay. And then but, he played so, his basi- year. so basically for off season, right? Mm-hmm. I'm glad you corrected me. Um, I just think love is going to be very good quarterback. And I don't think the I don't think there's going to be a regression next year. So that that's the interesting thing. Cause the reason I have Stroud in the top five and love is nowhere near my top 10 is because love is not a rookie quarterback. Stroud looked good all year. There was no drop-off. There was no plateau. There was no dip. There was no ebbs and flows. Levy. Was he an injury, though. Good. Sure, there was an injury, but you can't really hold that against people because they get hurt or whatever because he came back and he still looked great. Say it. So, like, no- nothing changed after he came back off that injury. Love looked awful for the first half of the year. And th- this this is the comparison I'm going to go with. That that second half where he started to put it together and started really figuring it out and they opened up the offense maybe a little more because he started doing a little more, it reminds me of the Tony Romo concept of Tony Romo came in the back half of that year for, I think, Breeze, or not Breeze, Bledsoe, and looked really good. Everybody thought he was like the second coming of God and people started figuring him out because there was more tape. There was more understanding of what he does. And... He he plateaued hard. He, Romo was never a bad quarterback, but he wasn't fucking, you know, savior of Dallas. So I pa- need love to play a complete fucking season as being 
Baby Favre, Baby Rogers. Here's the deal, though. They didn't start poorly. They started two and one. And you, your, your stretch of when he played bad. I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you another possibility he of why. The Bears no, the listen, first week. That listen, doesn't count. Listen, <laughs> listen. But they won, and convincingly, they did what they were supposed to do. So you can't blame them for that. We have to play them twice a year. It's not our fault. They, they you suck. You get to play your schedule. We chant every it. fucking year, Bears still suck. So don't blame the Bears' sucktitude on, on us, okay? Uh, but here's, I'm going to give like you, give you something that fits in your parameters that is a different reason. Shoot. Aaron Jones is hurt. Before Aaron Jones got hurt, they weren't there, but they were better than the stretch of when Aaron Jones was hurt. Was hurt when he came back, they were on it fire. It took him a couple games, but you're right; they did take off because so. Aaron Jones is the main reason why they beat the brakes off the Cowboys. I watched the game. I understand. I get what you're getting at. Their whole team wasn't healthy, so you didn't get to see the whole picture. Is kind of what you're getting at. But there's been plenty of times where Favre didn't have every piece and he still made things work and look good. Rodgers didn't have every piece. He still made things look good. Not Love the only needs to just put a whole season together. I agree. I agree. Out having the sure. How but, many games but in you the also... first half of the season did they not show up in the first half of the but game? Here's the thing though. You remember Christian, the Saints game? Christian Watson's hurt. They're trying to Saints find a replacement game. for Bakhtiari, right? Sure. These young receivers are still trying to gel with him, but all of a sudden... Why are they waiting you... until this year to figure out a replacement for Bakhtiari when he's been in the league for, what, 12, 13 oh years? Oh, my God. You know uh, don't yell at me. I'm not a brother. <laughs> you were the one all year saying that the defense has, like, eight or nine first-round picks. They, and they do, and I'm like, like what the fuck? And... Joe, Bur- Joe Barry's gone. Fuck him. I get it. So that could also change things, too. All right, all right. We got to move I on. Just, we got to keep I rolling. I need to see it. I can't just assume based off you. of good faith. All right. Fair enough. This is this is uh, this is excellent podcasting. We don't fucking agree, and it's okay. Good. It's okay. Good. I still think you should have a watermelon hat. I just I do. It's fine. Okay. I'll, I'll look into that. I'll nice. look into that. Can't so that he was wait. your number three, right? No, four, four, four. Oh, he's your four. Yeah, your All four? right. So who do you have at three then? Who was your four? Burrow. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we keep yeah we keep coming back because uh, I have Josh Allen at three. What the fuck? I believe in Josh Wait, Allen's physical tools, his ability to throw the ball. You don't even have the person I have at three in your top ten, then. No, bro, what do you got, Brock Purdy? Yeah, how do you not have Brock Purdy in your top ten? I got him at 11. He's gone to an NFC Championship game his first year. He's in the Super Bowl this year. What fucking more do you need to be a top ten quarterback? I think any of the ten guys I have ahead of him would do as well, if not better, in his position. But they're not, and they had the chance to be, and that's my point. And this is quarterbacks I would like to have going into the season next year. I'll gladly take Brock Purdy because you know he's pro- he all he does is win. Yeah. He is that fucking song embodied. If he didn't we get the, hurt against the fucking Eagles last year, yeah. they might have made it to the Super Bowl. We have the same one and two, so we'll finish this conversation. Yeah, you, Jamar Jackson, uh, Patrick Mahomes. Jamar Jackson Lamar. is that Lamar's brother? Lamar. We're starting to get to the bottom. <laughs> starting to get to the bottom of this fucking glass of whiskey. <laughs> I told you to fill it back up so you don't hit the bottom. <laughs> well, I gotta go do it again. Damn it. Where's your watermelon hat? <laughs> but yeah, so I have Lamar two and Mahomes one, which I think we agree on. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Do you want to hear? Uh. You know, Purdy's eleven. You want to hear the rest of my top twenty? Go for it. All right, I'm gonna go backwards. I got Trevor Lawrence at twenty. That's higher than I would put him after the last year, Mako. I have Justin Fields at nineteen. 
Interesting. Okay. A little lower than I would probably put him. I got Gino at 18. That's that's high, but go. Cousins at 17. We discussed that already. Yeah, I get you. Baker at 16. Depends on what team he's on, so he's not even in my top 20 because I don't know what his future looks like. If he's with the Buccaneers, that's where I got him. Uh, I, I still think Kyler Murray can be a top half of the league quarterback. Um, we'll see what happens with the change. Uh, I got Murray at 15. I got, Pres- I've got Carr at 15. I got Press. Oh, you got a top 15? Mm-hmm. Okay. I Derek Carr did not make my list. He's consistent at least. Like, probably okay, like is he 21. consistently mediocre? Yes, but 15 yeah, is mediocre. I suppose. I got Dak at 14. Which we had that argument. I have Rodgers at 14 because okay. I don't trust the Jets. That is the reason why Rodgers is as low as he is on my list. I got two at 13. Same. Nice. High five. We right. finally agree. When, we're, when <laughs> we agree, we don't have to explain ourselves. Yes, yes. <laughs> I got Rodgers at 12. I think if he it comes back healthy, the guy is, t- is still more than capable to be a top 12 quarterback in the league. But the Jets is still such a fucking shit show of an organization, especially with the Diana Rossini reports and all the other murmuring. Like, I it's the Jets. Of, I gave a lot of Packer love today. I'm sorry. I got Purdy at 11. You, you got, did. What do you, what, do you, what do you got, 12 and 11? 12, I have Fields. 11, I have Stafford. Where'd you have Love? Just, Not even in the top 15? No, nah, he probably would have been 20 for me. Oh, wow. Okay. Just because, like I said, I don't trust it. Watching this first half of the season, okay. there was a lot of times where they didn't show up in the first half of the game. And they, like, the Saints game is a microcosm of how I feel about Jordan Love the first half of the year. Because they barely beat a mediocre team because they didn't show up in the first half. And then they weren't able to do that for like two or three weeks after that one. So that's more than just not having a running game. And then, then he took off. Yes, you're right. Aaron Jones came back. Then he took off and he started looking like the hybrid of Rogers and Varve. I get it. I don't disagree, but I need to see him do that all year and not forget that there's like five or six games in the beginning of the season that are somewhat important when it comes to your record. I uh, I can see your point. I just think that that receiving core has gotten better and better. I hope you're right. Because so, like we'll I see. said, you're also the man all year that said they have eight or nine first-round picks on defense and they don't play ah, like it. Okay, that has nothing to do with the quarterback that you want to have next year. But it does have stuff to do when with you have the team in, I get it. Ah, okay, Sometimes right. it doesn't always work wow. year to year. All right, folks, that's all we got. That's it. That's another season in the books, right? More or less, yeah. As long as the Chiefs win, I need to be right. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny because you might have gotten some playoff picks right that you shouldn't have just because you wanted to be right about your initial prediction. There were a couple times you were like, hey, I'm going to pick this team because I want to be right. And Well, you know what? Damn it. You should just trust your gut, right? Hey, it worked. <laughs> All right, folks, we'll be back next season. Like I said, there'll be some specials along the way. If you want to find us in between, then to continue to listen to everything Chair Shot Radio Network. You can follow Ray Cash at It's Ray Cash. Andrew, let everybody know what you got going on. I think you might have a big article to put out. I, you might want to cover something that just happened. I'm not sure if you have the time. 
No, big article is an interesting concept, but you can follow me at IWC War Chief on the X, Twitter, the Twix. Don't, yeah, I see that you're, you're trying to get me to write something about you the, whole, just do a pod- the more TNA do a, thing. Do you want to do an emergency podcast? We don't need to do an emergency podcast. Do you no, want to come on DWI fine. tomorrow and have a special segment? No, 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 no. Okay. The, the show is tomorrow. <laughs> I couldn't do it anyway. <laughs> we've, we've had this conversation when it comes to Thursdays. I cover the actual show, so guess what? Eh. But yet, uh, I don't know. I think I'm, I'm going to let that sit for a couple weeks because the taping still happened under Demore's run, so they're going to look like they look for the next week or two, and we're not probably going to see anything of impact until, pun not intended, until No Surrender or the next, the subsequent tapings. So, Well, uh, I, I imagine Andrew's feelings will be felt in his coverage of TNA moving forward, so you can always find yeah, that probably. right there every week on thechairshot.com. Uh, follow me at PC Tony. Continue to follow this show at Chairshot NFL. Like I said, Chairshot Radio Network, sports, entertainment, and sports entertainment. We got you covered. Uh, and ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the Chairshot. Another fun season. Lord Football rules the sporting world. And we will definitely see you next year for Ray Cash, Andrew Berlaz on PC Tony. Enjoy the Super Bowl. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. credit card bill.